What up, guys? Welcome back to my podcast. This is Max, and you are listening to Sporadically Maxi. Hey, guys! So, well, it's good to be back. I kind of miss this. Um, listening, I mean, talking to myself, <laughs> recording. Yeah, I kind of miss this. Just my alone time, and well, me and my thoughts again so i uh i'd been gone for about six months i guess since october i know i promised a very madaldal episode after that last one which was my spoken word so um hindi siya natuloy <laughs> i'm so sorry i kind of got busy i guess actually i'm not sure anymore well anyway past is past let's just Let's just move on, and I'm just really happy to be back. So anyway, I am going to talk about um, what is it I'm going to talk about today? Oh, right, I'm going to talk about my experiences and my journey in writing and publishing my first ever poetry book. So I guess I should start on the why and how it came to be. Like the pre-production, before I went to edit and talk to these people who helped me do the finished product. All right. So, oh my God, this I just realized that this will be kind of an emotional episode for me. I think because I am going to share the why now and the how. This. This will, I think, kind of ruin the reading experience for some people. So I suggest that you read the book first. If you already have a copy before coming in here and listening to this particular episode, because for me, I wouldn't want to know the backstory before I actually read the book. So I would want to read the book first and then know how everything came to be. Okay, so to start it all off, I planned this book only January 2020. But I have been writing the pieces starting around February, March of 2019. Well... The why I kind of started writing the pieces of this book when I was healing.、Um, it was such a tough spot for me back in 2019. So I had、uh, I had no one to talk to. Not even my close friends knew the whole lot of what I was going through. I only had my pen and my paper, so I did what I knew what to do best. Yeah, I wrote, and I often talked to myself, and I I just thought, nah, what better way to pour everything out than to write? So, um, if you read the book, it starts off with Periwinkle. It's actually divided into two parts. Periwinkle is the part one, and then Nereen is the second part, which is actually、um, Baliktad. 
So that bet, the first one is the Noreen, and then the second part is a periwinkle. I just, I don't know. Mas gusto ko lang na uling periwinkle talaga. So anyway, I wrote the first pieces of, or some of the pieces of Noreen back February and March to, of 2019. So I was going through a tough cheese. So I wrote, that was when I was kind of confused and had no one to talk about and, or, I mean, talk to. And um, I enjoyed pouring my heart out. I enjoyed talking to myself and listening to myself. Well, I found out that reading your work aloud, just any thought heals. Especially if those thoughts are realizations that matagal mo naman ng alam. Like, those things you knew already, but you've been ignoring because of some things that are overshadowing this light na you were supposed to be seeing early on pa. So I found out that uh, when I write and actually read these thoughts aloud, it made me feel a little bit lighter. So I did that almost every day. And I just found myself writing more and more. And then, well, the this one, this part, Periwinkle. And then came around June-July. I was already in the process of accepting my flaws and the situation that I was in and everything that was happening to me. I was not yet healed, pero I knew that I was getting there. I was with my friends a lot, sobrang dalas, because that was what made me feel back then. You know, I came to a point where I felt numb, like the whole day, as in wala akong nararamdaman, um, I, was on a ha- I was not happy, but I was not sad, and I just came to work and then just did what I had to do. That's it. So, para mabalik yung feelings na yun, I joined my friends. I discovered new companies. And I am very grateful for them until now that I was with them in my times of need. Hindi nila, I think, alam yun. Or like, they were not fully aware of what they were doing to me. By the simple gesture of aya ng inum or kain or labas, they were making me feel something. Because in those moments, nakasama ko sila, they were providing me that hole that I had in me. I mean, I was numb, but they made me feel something. Whenever I was with my friends, laughing, talking, I felt happy. I felt alive. I, I felt like there's something in me there. They made they they made me feel like, oh hey, I'm not yet dead. So let's go be alive. I had this moment long. So yeah, that's what they made me feel. So I kept joining them. I kept asking them to join me. So dun napadalas yung pagalas ko. And, uh, well, I didn't do anything wrong naman. I mean, for me, that was for my mental health. Nobody knew what I was going through except for myself. Nobody would understand. Even if I told anyone that, 
hindi naman nila ako may intindihan fully if I wouldn't tell them what's really happening to me. And I'd rather not talk to them about that because then kailangan kong ikwento yung last eight years of my life. And that would take forever. I don't know. As a person, I just can't summarize things. So after all those things, there came a guy, of course, of course, to cut the story short, he was in my circle of friends. He was this funny, tall guy. And I don't know. It. Ugh, how would I explain this? Well, anyway, you get my point. I found him... Well, I found, I found him actually really cute at first. And then I saw that he was my... Um, not really ideal, but the guy that I am always attracted to. May it be in books or in movies, I was always attracted to the tall, curly-haired guy. And I don't know why. Also, the um, funny ones. God, over the top. Anyway, I found this guy cute at first. And then he became funny. And girl, funny stopped tired to me. Like, really. It would top everything off. Um, days passed, and I didn't realize that I was already writing about this funny, charming, tall guy. I wanted to see him. I wanted to talk about him. But I did not have anyone to talk to about him because he was in my circle of friends and I did not want to be that girl who fell for her friend. So, yeah, I had to write it down. I just had to. So I did. I wrote things about him. Um, I did what I had always done with all of my secrets. I hid him in my words. Because my words contained my secrets. And I can only be truthful in my writing. I mean, I can be truthful and a liar at the same time. I can write anything. And nobody would actually ask me about them. Or if somebody does, I don't really tell them everything. I just say that it's all mystery. So figure it out yourself. <laughs> no, but anyway, I really don't tell people or I don't really explain my writing. So make my words yours. That's what I always tell people. If you relate to whatever I write, then it's okay. It's fine. But I'm not going to tell you the story of, of how that piece came to be. Because, because I learned how to hide myself and my secrets in my writing. I learned how to mix fiction with reality. I learned how to, to create the sceneries in my head and incorporate them in my writing. I learned how to mix my real feelings with these made-up scenarios or these sceneries. And it's just, it's been wonderful for me. It worked really well and I, I just, I just liked it very much to be able to expose myself like that by sharing my words into the world. But at the same time, I'm also hiding myself into them. Even if you read between the lines, if you do not know me as much as I want you to know me, you would not know my truth. If I don't explain them to you, I guess you won't fully understand them. So there, 
I made poems and prose for myself at first, and then a guy came along, and without knowing it, he became someone that I wrote about. And yeah, that's it. That's basically it. Now for the production or how it came to be or the plan, I decided to push through the publication or the printing last January of 2020. This guy that I was talking about became my boyfriend eventually and then I was thinking of something to give him when um, I came across these vouchers online or the coupons and then I just thought, oi, perfect neto, that's cute, it's fun, it's cute, I'd like to give him these but these coupons on the internet are general and kind of personalized in a way na medyo general friend. Like, I don't know, because it just didn't fit. So what I thought was to make my version, make a version that I will give to him. But then, naisip ko na ang corny naman kung yun lang ibibigay ko. Like, pieces of paper for him to use. I mean, it's just not enough. So, I thought, bakit hindi ko na lang i-publish yung poetry ko? Total, about sa kanya naman din yung iba doon. Tapos, pagkay ko na lang sa kanya. So, that's it. That's the question. Or, that's how it started. Kaso, my problem that time was, konti pa yung poetry ko. Siguro around 40, 50 lang yun. And he knew that I was writing for him naman. And he was telling me pa nga na masyado nang marami yun. But kasi my goal back then was around 100. So that's what I did. I planned to write about 100 pieces for him and about him. So um, I tried to write and write every day actually. Mm, ang, or, ang original plan was to publish it at around June of 2020. Or like finish, no, 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 finish everything or finish writing everything by June and then go or, or proceed to the formatting, the creatives, like the covers and the illustration by around July or kapag na, na, natapos ko na manuscript. And then everything would go from there na matapos ko din sana everything by October 2020. To be given to him as a gift. But, um, nagka conflict that time because, um, meron coming misunderstanding about the book. It was not, um, a surprise na to him that I would, um, print my poetry for him. I was actually teasing him about the dedication page. Dapat hindi ko na itutuloy talaga at all. Pero I kept on writing and writing for the book. So eventually, nadagdagan pa siya. And then, what actually made me do it? Um, oh my gosh, I forgot. Oh, right. This year, or um, I mean, December 2020. I don't know. It, I just wake, I just woke up one day na determined to publish it. Parang I would do it on Valentine's Day. That's it. I wanted to give give it to him on Valentine's Day na lang. Kasi the conflict was resolved na. I was very proud of myself and how the book grew from the original plan. Sobrang laki ng pagbabago. And everything just came to be just 
it's like puzzle pieces that fit together at the end of 2020. And I was just very, very, very proud of what happened. After that, and after all those um, mishaps, I decided to give it to him by Valentine's Day. But I knew back then na sobrang gahol sa oras. So I immediately contacted the people that I knew na kaya akong tulungan. So I contacted my artist, I contacted my formatter, and buti na lang wala silang commitments that time and they could focus on my project. So may nakaming lahat to do it, pero medyo nagahol sa time, especially with the creative part, kasi hindi din naman biro yung pinagawa ko sa artist. I asked her to do so many illustrations for that book apart from the cover. The moment she gave me the cover or made me see the cover, oh God, I fell in love. I cried. I really did. And then so, um, pagkatapos ko silang kausapin and everything was going smoothly na. Medyo napushback lang yung deadlines namin. So, um, sabi ko, sige, okay na lang din. Maybe hindi siya pang Valentine's Day talaga. And I didn't want to insist. Kasi ayoko magmukhang minadali yung libro. Kasi it's my first baby. It's my first book ever. So I want everything to be perfect. Mas okay sa akin na mag-push na yung deadlines basta matapos yung libro the way I wanted it to look. Kesa naman, na-meet nga namin yung deadline pero hindi naman siya perfect. So I took the risk. And then, came March. Okay naman lahat. And then, ayun na. Enjoy yung book. I um, talked to several printers and then landed on JMD Printing. They're the best. I mean, I'm bite ni Miss Joy. I'm bite nung naghandle sa akin, and the transactions were smooth. Na apektohan galang kami ng um, quarantine that time, kaya mas na pushback pa yung deadline of the printing. Pero it was fine for me. Wala namang may gusto ng Nang nangyari. So, that's okay. Basically, for the production, um, I guess, nahirapan lang ako because that was the first time that I handled a whole project. Kasi salathala, I was just the editor or the proofreader or the QA. Basta, I handled smaller role, the project manager. So, now that I experienced handling everything, Ang hirap pala from the production up to the printing and the distribution, sobrang hirap pala. But learning process and yeah, we don't stop learning. And it's a really a good experience for me then. So after this self-publication that I did, um, I decided, kasi I was thinking of distributing it through Google and Apple as well. Pero, parang naisip ko din kasi magpasa to Ukiyoto, a Canadian publishing company. Uh, this was actually recommended by a friend of mine, a recent friend of mine. I bought his book, Lonesome Hymns. Um, he's, his name is Nico Sarmiento. So you should go buy his book as well. So he told me, na open na open for submission itong pub- publishing company na to. So he gave me the link and I decided why not? I mean, if I'm just gonna go distribute it through to Google and uh, Apple, might as well just try. Wala namang mawawala. 
So, I actually submitted then sa Andrews McNeil, public, uh, ang public publishing company ni Langin. Wala lang. Parang, kapag namukha, diba? But, well, kung mag- Mangarap ka na lang din naman, taas-taasan mo na. So anyway, I uh, decided to submit there and to Ukiyoto. Buti na lang na tanggap din ni Ukiyoto. And then, well, um, smooth sailing naman din yung transaction namin. And they were very helpful. They answered any question that I had. So... That's it. The book is now available in many platforms or many sites that I know and they're really popular sites like Barnes and Noble and the Book Depository. It's already on Amazon for God's sakes. Oh my gosh, I never knew that this would really happen to me. I mean, I know that I have many things to share to the world but to finally share my words to the world, it's just really fulfilling on my part. And that's actually one of the things that I really love about this journey. At first, it was just for a guy. I mean, the publishing part, it's just for a guy. I wanted to give this as a gift to the guy that I love. But then, I'm very proud to have encountered all of those confusions and conflicts and misunderstandings because I witnessed how the book itself grew from something na feeling ko hindi sa akin. Or like something that I was just giving to someone. To something that I am giving to myself as a present, as a trophy, as a token of growth, as a symbol of self-love. I'm very happy to present myself with the hard work. That I know I earned. This book for me is not just a book or it doesn't mean nah. It doesn't symbolize just any work of mine. It, it's much more than that. It's a symbol of healing for me and how I went from that girl who was always sitting in the dark to someone who is healing and is continued to heal as time goes by. It's a symbol of freedom for me and that is why I chose Dandelion as a cover. Because as much as Periwinkle means everlasting love and Nereen means self-love, Dandelion symbolizes freedom and I just love seeing that cover. That girl dancing on a dandelion owning herself, owning her freedom to see the world the way she wants. And that's just a really powerful statement for me because it's something that I fought for and still continuing to fight for. It's just I need everyone to own their freedom because it is their right to do things their way in the best possible way that they know how and I don't think that other people can get your freedom away from you they have no right because it's yours so own it embrace it also the one thing that I am always saying or my note to self um may never run out of love to give well it's just something that I tell myself all the time because I experienced running out of love to give to a person 
And I really believe that we are all made up of jar of hearts. Like we really have our own jar of hearts. And we give those hearts to certain people that we love. And so when we're taken advantage of, we just don't notice that our jar is already going empty. And if it goes empty, well, we just don't have any more to give. But then all we can do is rest and heal and replenish this jar of hearts through noticing yourself, acknowledging yourself, and loving yourself more than you have ever loved anyone in the world. And I just think that when you put yourself first, if you give that heart to yourself first, then you will never run out of love to give. So that's the message that I always tell, or that's the message that this book tells people. And yeah, I just hope that whoever's reading it, or whoever's listening to this, I just hope that you never run out of love to give, especially to yourself. Huh. So, I guess that ends the story of how my book came to be. Um, I just want to say that if you haven't read it yet, please do so. It, it is available on Amazon, um, both paperback and ebook copies. And on Okiero's website, paperback version and the hardback version is available. They're also available on Barnes & Noble, the book depository, and... Please, if you have a Goodreads account, please do rate and leave a review. It's already on Goodreads. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts about it. You can use the hashtag ASAFBpoetry if you want to share your thoughts on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Also, I have my blog that you can follow. That's Capricious Thoughts with double S dot WordPress dot com. Yeah, that's it. So I guess I have to wrap it up right here. If you have questions, you can ask me on Twitter. My username is at NotTouche. You can also use the hashtag SporadicallyMaxi for anything that you want to say to me. So thank you if you're still here with me right now. Uh, thank you for listening to Sporadically Maxi. See you on the next episode. Bye!